Hello and welcome into a new episode. This is the Scarves Up Podcast. I'm your host, Nathaniel Maymoudis, and we have a lot to get to. We're going to cover you three games, games against San Jose, Vancouver, and Colorado, and preview games against Houston and Colorado. Uh, those are the games coming up. We'll also recap the U.S. Um, it's national team and uh, some other stuff going around uh, the team. Uh, uh, again, we apologize uh, if the auto quality isn't up to its normal standard uh, as we are recording um, in uh, uh, difficult circumstances. But hopefully you enjoyed today's episode. It was a lot of fun to make. Uh, let's get into my conversation with Dave Mamutis. Dave Mamutis, how are you doing? I am doing great. The team's, you know, coming off uh, nine straight points, um, I guess four straight wins. Uh, so, you know, all of us are feeling good along with Brian. Okay, let's get right into it. So when we left off, it was day of the game against San Jose. I predicted this was going to be just a 1-0 win. It was better than that. Um, I believe you said 2-1 for this game. Uh, but the Sounders uh, didn't didn't do either of those. Sounders won the game three one. Let's talk about the first goal. Um, Raul Roy Diaz uh, scores first and pretty much just walks in, um, just straight up the middle and just passes it into the net. I mean, like there's really not much um, JT Mar Marinkowski can do about this. Thoughts on that? Thoughts um, on uh, the goal by Raul Rodriguez? Yeah, you know, just again showed that he can can stay calm. I mean, this was one where often he scores after just a single touch or two, but this one he had a little bit more time on the ball. Um, again, shows why he's right there in the Golden Boot standings. So he scores that in the 25th minute, and then 42nd minute. Um, JT Martinkowski would give away a penalty. This was clear as day uh, for me. Uh, clear penalty. Radia steps up, puts it home. 2-0 Sounders going into half. Thoughts on the penalty call? Um, yeah, I mean, again, you know, rolled on making making a good a good run, um, getting into the box as he does. Uh, and yeah, Radia's was a great finish there. Obviously, it's been a couple of days uh, since uh, since this game actually happened. Uh, but um, looking back at the possession stats, San Jose controlled the possession in this game fifty five percent to forty to forty four percent. Any thoughts? Any any thoughts looking back? Like, do you remember? I don't remember. Do you have a I, I breakdown of that by half? I mean, I think some of that may just be, you know, them sort of chasing the game and the Sounders being willing to let them run around with the ball. Uh, yeah, I feel like. The, yeah, I felt like uh, looking back, I don't remember them ever having like a, having a clear chance. Fry was never really tested in this well, game. Except uh, by uh, Shane O'Neill. But... Exactly. But I mean, also, also, like, even if you call. But even like when we're talking about keeper being tested, like if a right, forward not much makes of a sustained finish, attack, it's a great finish. Yeah. Um, so uh, to open the second half, to open the second half, Christian Rodon would score his uh, his 
first would score um, for the third game in a row. Um, he would he would make it three zero, and then right after that, fifty in the fifty first minute, you mentioned Shane O'Neill with the own goal, and this is just unfortunate. Shane O'Neill's doing anything he can. Yep, just an unlucky bounce, an unlucky that it gets Fry you know, in a place where Fry can't, can't do touch anything it. to save it. Exactly. So um, I think that was um, yeah, you can't blame Shane O'Neill for that at all. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm just I mean. Happy, happy where we go to San Jose literally just for the night. Team flew flew down day of this game, and no one got injured this time. Uh, yeah, and uh, Leo field... got his MLS debut. Exactly, and um, but yes, this field has not been not been kind to Sounders. Um, obviously, Fry got this is where Fry got injured earlier in the season. This is where. Uh, Roman Torres tore his ACL, and I, I want to say that there are other Sounders who got injured on this field. Um, yep, and I guess the the own goal that, sort of stands in for the Gremlins that that uh, often get to the Sounders on this field. But luckily, uh, that's the good thing about getting a three 0 lead. Three 0 lead is that you can, you know, tolerate a bad bounce for the other team. Exactly, but uh, but. I want to just like we talked we talked about it a lot at the beginning of the season. Um, our defense was playing extraordinary. Our defense is still is in a is just playing with tremendous confidence right now. Um, in the three games that we're talking about today, um, we only got scored on twice. One of them was in. Um, one of them was an own goal, and then the other one was just um, the other one was more of a failed clearance. But it was like the fifth attempt in a in a series of play. So the defense definitely playing with a lot of confidence right now, and uh, we love to see it. Um, and I, I do feel like it is underrated in the league, um, but it is just such a good core group of guys, and even and it and. Um, it can it it does change with the uh, call ups and injuries, and we still get the same results. So the defense really pulling their weight this season. Thoughts on thoughts on the defense? Yeah, I mean, again, you know, it's easier to play as a defense when you know that the offense will score goals for you. But you know, they've continued to be stingy, not letting a lot of sustained pressure. Um, and you know, Fry has come up big on the on the times when we have left him in a one-on-one spot he's you know three quarters of them he ends up stuffing people so it's great to have that last line of defense even if he hasn't had to do as much work as he had some previous seasons so the sounders end up winning the game 3-1 and they head home after a long road trip this fist uh yeah uh after we played, we played four games on the road um, before we got to return home, uh, and uh, glad to be back at home to face Colorado on the following Saturday. Uh, Sounders um, uh, without uh, well, this is Sounders still uh, still with players uh, right before the international break. Um, 
as we look at the lineup, as we look at the lineups, I believe the only notable um, injury for this was the the or absence, I should say, um, was Brad Smith because he is out with he was out for COVID starting was at Rudy this game. available that game? I can't and remember. And Roy Raul Diaz was not out. So that's the other thing that we forgot to mention from the San Jose game. So he picks that's up right. a Is little Roy bit Diaz of leaving, a knock. Leaving at halftime, sort of yeah. unclear whether um, it was a... Yeah. yeah, sometime after the penalty um, did something and went down untouched, um, which is something, of course, you never want to see that. Um, so that was a little bit scary. Um, he did end up going to with to play for the national team, um, but he got a little more banged up um, in the future, so he shouldn't be back for the next game against Houston. Um, but um, uh, from what I from what I've, I'm, I'm following, I, I don't think he's going to be out long term. It's just about whenever he gets back to Seattle. Uh, it's what it seems like. So for this game against uh, uh, Colorado, uh, we so Madronda comes in. Um, obviously, we got uh, New Who, Ariaga, Yamar, Rodon, uh, both Rodons, uh, Paolo, Atencio, Montero, and then Bruin um, gets another start up top. Unlucky that he didn't score in this game against Colorado. But uh, Christian Rodon, fourth game in a row, gets the first goal um, off of uh, – and uh, Will Bruin gets the assist. And this is a, a thanks to uh, great pressure by uh, Madronda, uh, uh, getting uh, winning the ball off Keegan Rosenberry um, back, uh, back in the box and Will Bruin being alert to pick it up find picking up his head top of the box so Christian Rodon can hit it first time. Great right. finish. Will Bruin really, Rodon. you know, playing a lot as a number 10 almost, or, you know, looking for assists, getting to that back line and putting the ball right in front of the goal. But but this starts with uh, Madronda for sure. recognizing being up being up uh, into the attack put, and putting uh, the pressure on Rosenberry, who plays a terrible ball back. He just, I think he just does not see Will Bruin um, there, and he's just very alert. And uh, Sounders open the game uh, early, just two minutes into the game. So Sounders would take the lead. Then um, Madronda, again, influential, another goal, uh, another amazing strike. Thoughts on Madronda, and then, and let's also just talk about how how good Madronda has been been this season, um, contributing goals. Both of the goals he scored, absolute masterclasses. Thoughts on him? Yeah, I mean, again, you know, showing that great speed, making good decisions, great work rate, um, you know, getting up and down when necessary, putting a lot of a lot of pressure on that um, on that left side, um, and yeah, just doing. Um, doing everything you'd like to see uh, a left back do. Yeah, it's, so it's hard to say. It's it, I would say it's it's uh, hard to say that uh, the Sounders, um, um, it, it, the the Sounders definitely got the better end of the Madronda um, on Buana Buana Tweed 
trade. Um, even though we love Anwanabwana, um, his name is so fun to say, um, let's remember that we sent Buana, uh, we sent Buana and they gave us Madronda and picks. Um, it wasn't um, uh, uh, so or or we yeah um anyway so anyway but like but uh buona uh he hasn't he hasn't really been starting for nashville just coming off the bench uh madronda has really turned into a rotation player a a reliable player either off the bench or starting rotating out with smith just been very very strong and uh just he's added so much depth um to the team. Uh, uh, going off that, um, there's only one Sounder player who I believe has played in every game. I think this is still true. Do you know who that is? I believe it is Kellen Rowe. That is that is correct. Uh, and He's so happy to be back in Seattle. He's going to show up every time he can and playing in a variety so of positions. Has it... Um, or has he scored? He, I, he has not scored yet. Um, hopefully, it comes soon. That's going to be fun. We're still waiting for, on a goal for him, just like we're waiting on that goal for New Who. Um, uh, but he's been he's been so good. He's added so much depth, um, especially since he's able to play anywhere. Um, came into this game, um, obviously. Um, uh, didn't have as much, uh, and then he starts the the game against Vancouver and won man of the match for that game. Uh, and just one more thing again, about that Colorado game. Season. Yes. You know, I think I was predicting a 1-0 win because Colorado has been one of the, you know, stingiest teams in terms of gold allowed. So, you know, especially impressive for the Sounders to come and put up three goals against a team that had allowed less than one goal per game. Over the season, and this was and this was a big game uh, in the season. They had games in hand uh, on the Sounders, um, stopping their momentum. They're in third place right now. Um, they're they're one point off um, SKC. Um, yes, they're playing very well. Only only twenty eight goals allowed, um, uh, which is uh, it. It is the. It's the uh, That's still fourth, second best the in the fourth low uh, in in um, okay second out of best all in the MOS. West. Yeah. yeah, in all MOS, it's the it's the fourth um, lowest. Right, but before you know, before uh, before sound- they played us, they were it. Exactly. You know, they had three less. I think they might have been in second behind us. Exactly. Um, only teams um, that have teams that have better goals against are us, and then Nashville and Philadelphia. Um, and I guess is that our, uh, those are all three teams that don't have to play the Sounders. Exactly. Uh, um, and Nashville and Philadelphia are in the easier conference. Um, so that's also another thing. And we don't play um, Nashville all year. Is that correct? No, we don't play Nashville all year. We only play two teams from the, from the Eastern conference, um, which is part of the reason why the supporter shield is more, I mean, the Sporting Shield was already a trophy that was dead, um, but even more dead than normal, um, just of how unbalanced um, the the uh, conferences are. Yeah. Um, so maybe up. we it's, should 
maybe we should go back to the baseball system of letting the all-star game determine, you know, who gets home field advantage in the, in MLS cup. Or it should, it's, it, I mean, I think it should be neutral. Um, I, I think I've said that before, uh, especially at this stage. Um, because, A neutral if, venue makes sense yeah, in some ways. It, it, it does make sense. Um, or, I mean, we've talked, we've, we were talking last time about how scheduling in MOS is going to be a mess moving forward and because of the World Cup and stuff. But the schedule for MLS is somehow, it spans longer than the other seasons, like the Premier League. It, it's, uh, it usually is a longer season if you include the playoffs um, of the time, but they play less games. Um, they only play 34, while in the Premier League, they play 38. So, I mean, they, they definitely could update it. Uh, I mean, like even, I mean, it's going to be hard when the League Cups comes in and we have to stop for a month, but they could change it where um, instead of playing some teams three times in the West, uh, if we're looking at next year, there's going to be, I think there's going to be 28 teams or soon there's going to be 28 teams. Um, if we look at uh, if we look at it like that, um, then you got you play everyone in your conference uh, once. No, no, everyone in your conference twice. Uh, that would be that'd be 13 game. That'd be 26 games. Because um, uh, that. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, what do you think about the Cascadia Cup? You know, should you have rival teams that you play more often as we, uh, you know, move into talking about Vancouver? It seems like there have been I mean, times I like recently the, where we play Portland and Vancouver every other week, it feels like. I'm, I mean, I like the Cascadia Cup, but unfortunately, I like more of getting to see different teams more often. I think that works better. Um, I, I wish that there were more than 34 games Um um, in the league, and we got to play more Eastern Conference teams. Because again, if we if they do this, it's twenty six games in conference, home and away, and then um, in the other conference, there's fourteen. So uh, you could get so if you played uh, twelve games against Eastern Conference, that's thirty eight, like the rest of the world. There's only two teams in the East, which is a little lamer. Um, is is also name um but um then the supporter shield would mean something i mean the supporter shield it's never going to mean as much as it does in the in other leagues because of uh how americans love the playoffs uh, but uh i i do think this is something that mos um should try and fix in the future um if no idea when are the when these um when the Sounders are first going to play uh, um, Inter-Miami or Nashville. We've never played these teams. Um, we've only played Cincinnati once. Um, yeah, it's get, like, um, will it be like every five years before we play um, Inter-Miami? Um, and that's another thing that seems unfair since Inter-Miami is such garbage. Uh, but anyway, uh, the... Um, we need to talk about the third goal in the Colorado game because it was, uh, I think it was, it was probably the better goal. Um, if you compare the, the Madronda and Jao Paolo's goal, which happened in, 
in the uh, 40, in the first minute of stoppage time in the first half. Gio Paolo, individual goal. Thoughts on this play? Yeah, I mean, obviously, so this is the one where he takes it the length of the field. Um, exactly. Takes it about 60 yards. Not the full length of the field. A little bit past midfield. Um, but still, a lot of work to do and just doesn't. Yeah, look- and, you know, just, you know, runs. Just, you know, he keeps sort of saying, what should I do next? Oh, I'll run over there. Oh, here's somebody who wants the ball. No, you can't have it. I'll just keep going. Oh, I'll run some more. Oh, look, here I am in front of the goal. I'll put it in now. Um and yeah, sort of an uh, an amazing an amazing run, sort of six or seven elements that all had to go go well to do it. You know, reacting well to the bounces of the ball, uh, getting a bit of a lucky bounce on the finish. You know, almost got deflected, but you know, desperate last uh, attempt from a defender who you know fails to keep it out at the line. Um, but yeah, just you know, an amazing uh, summation of you know why he's an MVP candidate. You know, all in that you know, 10 seconds of, of going down the field, you know, showing, showing his vision, his tenacity, uh, his power and his speed. Um, you know, yeah. Amazing. You know, it's, he's, he's obviously with, uh, Nico out has had to, um, play a much more focal role on the, on the Sounders than anyone would have expected when he joined the team. And, you know, he's shown he's able to do it. So, uh, uh, the Sounders um, going to have 3-0 in this game. Uh, Colorado would dig themselves a deeper hole um, as a man would be sent off in the 61st minute. Um, this was not a red card, um, and it did get the card did get rescinded um, before so, uh, Colorado. So, what do you think that? of the argument that it was a potentially dangerous play? You know, if his foot had gone out another inch, you know, then it might have you know made a big hole in the leg of the Sounders player. Um, you know, know. is it, I mean, is it like an excuse that he failed to connect by doing a dangerous studs up challenge over the ball? Or do you I think it was just a misread by the, by the ref? I mean, personally, I don't, I mean, like Chris Prenzo, uh, who, uh, I think he's a great ref. I think he, um, I think usually he's spot on with stuff. He's, I mean, he saw this right away. Um, there was no hesitation whatsoever. Um, so the fact that they stayed with the call, um, I thought was, I think that's good refereeing um, for the most part, even though he did get it wrong. Um, I did like just how fast this happened because obviously I've said VAR is way too slow. Um, so clearly he saw something Um but every time I see the replay, it doesn't seem like there are many. Um, it doesn't seem like there is uh, uh, the stud. The, the studs are showing, and I, I I didn't see red card. I thought that it was going to get rescinded, um, and uh, and it did. So I was not surprised when that happened. Um, but uh, nonetheless, Sounders win three zero and move closer to uh, New England in the Supporter Shield race. Uh, uh, and just definitely, um, this is a, 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 it's a Colorado team that is um, underrated. Um, Colorado, I feel like they're, they're a team that everyone forgets about, um, but they have players. Uh, recently, they brought in Mark Anthony Kay. Um, they got uh, Michael Barrios, uh, Kellen Acosta, of course, big with the national team. 
they have a booba they have um a booba car who uh Devney has like the craziest hair in all of MOS. Uh Clint Irwin, um, who played for Toronto in twenty sixteen. Uh obviously we remember him from losing that shootout. Sounders won the first MOS Cup, but uh but they're definitely a team that is underrated. Um they're they're a, they're a good team and and I think this did not um show what they're capable of they're what they're capable of. Um I said it was gonna be five zero, so I was underrating them. Um uh, but uh I, I do think um people need to put some respect on on Colorado since they are a good team. Anything you want to say about Colorado before we move on? Nope, obviously, yeah, great win by the Sounders against a, a tough opponent. So moving on to the game that happened during the international break. Uh, this game was rescheduled because of the um, League's Cup game, uh, and that's why it happened now. Um, so Ariaga uh, is was gone for this. Both Rodons were gone for this. Um, Ray Diaz was out uh, also. Um, I can't remember if I'm, I can't remember if I'm missing anyone. I think I, I named everyone who was uh, out on international duty. But uh, so for the lineup, we had Suzoko. Oh, I also knew who knew who was the other one. Um, so because uh, Suzoko comes in um, for him and, uh, and so does O'Neill for Ariaga. Uh, Kellen Rowe comes in uh on the right side uh, for Rodon, and then uh, Benize, uh, Benize fills in for other Rodon, and Montero and Bruin uh, are again starting this game uh, against the Whitecaps. This game would get started with a header by Shane O'Neill. Thoughts on this goal? Um, yeah, you know, Shane O'Neill just, you know, getting to the right place does the classic you know, thing everyone does in training, you know, heads it right back across the goal, a place the keeper has no chance whatsoever on. Um, and again, just great delivery on the on the set piece. Terrible, terrible defending by uh, Vancouver. He is wide open. He, they make this so easy. Um, but nonetheless, it's a great ball by um, Kellen Rowe. Um, and uh, Sounders have the lead uh, five minutes in. Um, okay. Uh, we've reached the part um, uh, where I, I've, I've, I was thinking about this ahead of time. Next goal scored uh, by Benize, um, who afterwards had um, a uh, some a questionable um, celebration. Um, last time he scored, when he scored his first goal of the season in Portland, uh, uh, copied a pose from uh one piece the anime uh in anime show um this time he decides to twerk um i hated every second of that thoughts on the second goal yeah apparently he's known for having a strong uh twitter game um and apparently he was uh you know copying the dance from uh a meme that he'd been aware of um you know, uh, I just, I hope it won't become a signature move, but it seemed like it wasn't, it was just, you know, something he was trying once, hopefully not something we'll ever see again. Um, I don't know. I don't know how you missed it, how you missed this live. Uh, obviously this happened like right in front of you. 
Uh, that's another thing. So first time for you being at the being at the stadium for a long time. Uh, how was how was the experience? Obviously a little wet for this game. Um, a little wet, it, you know, and it, I didn't look very crowded. Um, you know, it 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 seemed pretty full. Um, I guess there were a scattering of empty seats between it the weather not, and the. It it did not look crowded on TV. Okay. Um, um, and I was also, you know, I was watching from uh, the second row. So a very low angle, you know, not the, not the 300 level seats that I've, that we had for many years. Um, you know, so in general, um, you know, and obviously it was a, a, a fun, positive outcome. So I was happy to rewatch the whole game uh, from the TV cameras perspective later. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, I think it was great for the atmosphere and great for, um, watching uh row manhandle there uh the number 11 the 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 uh winger yeah, who was a was straight up dog up uh straight up dog fight on that side um on that but, side you know, that would have been um uh that would have been gasper and uh young were and young worth were the uh white caps on um uh, no that's not or, or no or no dahomey dahomey yeah dahomey Dahomey and uh, Jake Nowinski. Um, yeah, it was, it was, interesting. On the, on the it was an interesting chess match, chess match over there, but just the physical battle between Roe there was, you know, yeah. that was fun to see, to see from close up. Um, but in terms of, you know, being able to see the goal celebrations, you know, that's a case where there's a lot of chaos of people standing up, uh, you know, without the benefit of the long zoom lens. Um, it's hard to get the full horror of what Benazé subjected uh, the TV audience do when you're there live. Yeah, uh, obviously Vancouver. Uh, obviously, in general, for this game, Vancouver, they're also they also are missing people. Um, they got people with the Canadian national team, like they, uh, their their keeper is the starter for Canada. Um, so uh, Hassal comes in. Um, obviously, he made himself famous at the MLS's back tournament. Um, so he comes in, and I, I believe they had some other people out um as well um uh so definitely definitely uh uh a tough for him uh, i don't think there was much hassal could have done on either of the first uh goals on them since one of them is blown coverage and then the second one um was i mean fantasy scores from top of the six um is always going to be tough um when when awesome no one no one was covering him uh Move now with Benazé celebration. I I have to ask with uh, with players uh, about player celebration. So we've had some great celebrations over the years for Sounders players of for Sounders players. Who ranks number one? Out of, I'm gonna give you three players. Who's number one? Number one is Elbafemi Martins. Everyone knows his celebration. Same thing, though. It was it was the same thing every time, pretty much. Number two, Roger Levesque. A lot of classics in there. We got the the Timbers. Uh, we got the Timbers uh, tree tree fall. We got the uh, scuba diving. Um, and then uh, and then uh, I'm gonna the third one I'm gonna do is uh, is Benize. Who's number one? Who do you give um, it to? Yeah, I mean, I think you know, there's a different a different category of things. You know, I think the the Martin's backflip, um, 
you know, is in the is in the category of sort of signature celebrations along with Ladero shoe phone. And you exactly. know, I think that's gotta uh, be number one. You know, Benize and completely and forgot Levesque, about Ladero when I was thinking um, about this. Are, you know, they're more in the, you know, you know, trying to do something new every time, trying to customize it to the opponent. You know, it's sort of more about them, more about the the situation. Um, then it just is, you know, you know, sort of a celebration of of who they are in the way that uh, Ladero or or Martin celebrations are. Um, so I think, yeah, it's hard to beat the the pure the pure joy of Martins, though. Um, you know, there is something to say for the trolling of the opposition groups of the Levesque style, and you know, it looks like Benize is going to you know try to pick up the mantle from maybe Brad Evans. Um, of the you know person trying to annoy the opposing fans uh, yeah, through social the, media and whatever other means necessary. Yeah, the tree falling of the uh, for, of Roger Levesque um, cutting down Nate Jaqua um, is always always going to be something that you could bring up to a Timbers fan that will annoy the shit out of them. Um, yeah. um, so it'll which, be interesting to see amazing. what he comes up with. Um, you know, again, the, the one celebration relative to Vancouver, you know, again, not something I hope will be a signature move, but, you know, I'm, I'm glad to see people thinking about ways to express themselves. Yeah, I, de I, I definitely, um, uh, if you ask me, my favorite celebration um, of Sounders, the, um, for some reason, I love the scuba diver. Uh, one, I mean, the fact that he he does that well with no regard to how he's going to land um, uh, uh, is just so perfect. I wish more players would do that since every stadium has those same video boards. Such an amazing um, celebration. Uh, but anyway, let's move on to the third goal. Um, Will Bruin would finally score again 55th minute um, after the ball uh, pounces around. Well, Bruin, but but then an post. amazing finish. You know, not yeah, not, not only near post, but roof of the goal. You know, struck with great authority. Oh yeah, there's nothing Hassan can do about this. This was this was pure quality from Will Bruin. Um, sometimes we, sometimes um, I feel like we we do. I mean, we 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 always show Will Bruin love, but I feel like some people, uh, a lot of people, don't don't think he has good ball control. Um, but I feel like he he's showing that this year. Like he has good, he's done a great job holding the ball up, and the goals that he scored this year have been some really nice finishes. Right, and he and he's also had some amazing passing. You know, the exactly. the, the blind over he's the had, shoulder pass down the down the line a few day a few games back. I um, like yes, he hasn't scored as many goals as some forwards this year, but he's playing so well. And again, he's underrated. Um, I'm. Uh, I, it's great that he loves being here. It's great that he loves being the super sub when, when um, we do have strike. When we do have Rara Diaz, um, or when other players are in form, it's great that he's happy. Um, I I think he's going to be with the team um, for as long as he can go. And um, I'd be I'd be shocked um, if he doesn't retire um, in uh, in Seattle because it seems like he really loves the city. Um, which is just great to see. Um, it's so, it's, I mean, in general, it's so great to see. I think all the players on our team just love the city so much and they're happy to be here. Obviously it seems that's true with Roe, um, which is great. 
And obviously, this is why so many players end up coming back um, uh, after they they leave the team once um, or multiple times if you're Lamar Nagel. Uh, but yes, great finish. Uh, so uh, actually, when he scored, it would be 3-1. Vancouver would score. I said before that this was like the ball bouncing around. Vancouver scored right before halftime. Yep, messy scrum um, in front of goal. White uh, uh, White scored it uh, to make it two one going into halftime, uh, but the Sounders didn't didn't uh, didn't slow down, didn't um, get discouraged. Um, um, since uh, when someone scores on you right before halftime, um, it can be bad. Uh, but uh, Sounders uh, kept their cool and uh, continued to power through. Any anything else on that goal? Defensive error. Yeah, I mean, again, watching it live, I had no idea what was going on. Um, you know, on the rewatch, you know, you could see some unlucky bounces. You know, maybe a little bit of a mental letdown right before the uh, the end of the half, um, and you know, shows the danger of that two goal lead. It's sort of easy to be complacent, but one bad bounce, and then then you're close again. Um, awesome. But great for the Sounders to come back in the second half and. Um, you know. Also in the first half, we saw Yamar get a yellow card. Um, what's very annoying about this yellow card is that on the foul that Yamar got a yellow card for, um, which was a flop by the Vancouver player, um, this week the Vancouver player has gotten fined um, for simulation. Um, uh, this for, that, not for that particular foul? Yes, for that foul. But they can't, got... they can't revoke the yellow card suspension for it? Yes, even, they even do though? not. Yes, they do not. Honestly, um, so yes, yeah, so Yamar um, will not be available for the next game uh, for the Sounders. And honestly, like, if they rescind it, then maybe Yamar would not be available for a game, for another game that we need him. Um, this game against Houston, I mean, Houston is playing so badly. Um, it's it's probably okay um, that we're without him. I mean, anytime that he's not in the field, it's a little scary, but um, definitely annoying that he picks up a yellow card on a play that they, that the league has admitted was a mistake, uh, which is just so, so lame. Um, I think uh, it's pretty clear. It should be, uh, this should mean Suzuko um, will fill in for Yamar. Um, We'll see if we have either New Who or uh, or Ariaga back for this game. If not, for the next game against Houston, I guess that means Atencio will be playing uh, center back um, with Sissoko. Any any thoughts about uh, on the defense for next game? Um, if if uh, we don't have New Who. Or Ariaga back. I, I guess um, O'Neill. I thought O'Neill yeah, would th- still be there. Right. So that would mean it seems uh, O'Neill, Sissoko, and you're saying who's the who's the third person at that point? Yeah, um, I would. Say, I, if it's not if Nuhu and Ariaga are not back, then it would be Atencio. Um, uh, the other thing would be if we switch to like a four four two for one game, um, maybe. We could do that. I could. I could see maybe that yep. happening. You know, lots um, of options. Um, 
you know, I think it's, it's tempting to look past Houston because go, you're right, they haven't we, been informed. If we go 4 4 2, then we have, um, then maybe Madronda and uh, Brad Smith, um, maybe both of them play. Um, then one of them plays left back, one of them plays left mid. Um, I, uh, yeah, I'm not sure about if New Huarayaga will be back. Um, I think it's pretty safe to assume that the Rodons will be back um, since the Rodons were, um, or at least, well, I think Christian should be at least on the bench um, since he was only in Columbus uh, for- Right, he doesn't, have far, he doesn't have far to travel. So he should be in Houston. Um, not sure where the game that Alex Rodon was playing, but I would assume that he would also be available since he probably he probably flew um, he probably flew to Houston today, um, and probably the Sounders aren't even there yet. Um, so anyway, we'll see what the lineup is. Uh, also, but even if Smith doesn't play, maybe. Um, we finally get a start from Leo Chu because he's fine. He still has not started a game. Uh, it definitely could happen. Uh, but uh, in the last game, scored his first goal for the Sounders. Thoughts on this goal? Um, yeah, you know, again, showing his showing his speed and his general overall. You know, the Sounders showing that even with five or seven of their first choice people unavailable they still can put a great 11 on the field so uh you know as you're saying interesting to see what choices schmetzer will make um and you know lots of pieces to use over the next month to uh finish out the season oh and th yes this was a great goal he uses his strength to get that uh, just doesn't quit um beating his defender and then finishing at home um we talked about celebrations also Love this celebration. Uh, can never go wrong with the Archer celebration. Um, that was fun. And he he's he said after the match that he's excited to be here and he wants to make a name for himself. So I'm hoping that's true. I hope he continues to score goals. And whether, I mean, he's young. He's only 22. I think he's going to be here for a long time. Um, so so we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens with him. Uh, uh, moving forward, uh, don't know if he'll start the next game, but uh, I think good things are come are to come. So other Sounders news um, uh, going into the game against Houston. One is about uh, Reed Baker Whiting. Um, currently, he is being uh, uh, looked at by uh, a couple of teams in Europe, Manchester City and Borussia Dortmund, both interested in him. Um, he is unable to sign with either of these teams since he is only 16. They cannot um, actually um, officially talk to him till he's 18. Um, uh, but he uh, getting interest, uh, any thoughts on, on that? Obviously, um, when he played for the Sounders, he played in like five or six games. Um, he almost scored in the game against Austin. Um, and then I think in then whatever was the game after that. At this point, thoughts on him? Yeah, I mean, looks like he has, you know, great potential, but obviously um, tough to crack the top 18 or 23 players on the Sounders right now. So, um, you know, and I don't know how the transfer fees and things work out, but, um, you know, uh, hopefully he'll be playing 
you know, either for the Sounders or another great team five years from now. And interesting to see how that all works out. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see um, in the offseason um, if any of the players um, in our depth, uh, uh, either either we got some of the young guys, if more young guys sign um, long-term contracts. Of course, we had um, Sam, um, Samuel Adideron. He just scored a hat trick the other day. Um, so if we need another forward, um, I think he could be getting a first team contract soon. Um, Whenever I hear his name, I confuse him with Sam Obasanya. It's exactly, uh, <laughs> that's true. Kind of, kind of similar, um, uh, in the way they play a lot of, um, uh, that, um, uh, had to be, no, not similar in the way they play <laughs> since the soccer is so bad in Ted Lasso, even though the show's so good, um. Uh, same thing with uh, with Danny Leva and Josh Atencio. Do you think Josh Atencio or Danny Leva, do you think uh, either of them um, will be moving on from the Sounders anytime soon? I mean, again, I think, you know, strong Northwest roots. I think they'd love to be here, um, but the world of professional sports is complicated. And, um, you know, if uh, Barcelona calls, then maybe you go. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how all of this works out for everybody. I think if you're Danny Leva, uh, it's a little unfortunate. Like with his injury, his role had, was taken by Joss Atencio. And he, uh, obviously, um, Danny Leva is making the most of when he's been playing. Um, but uh, um, it's, definitely, uh, it's definitely like Joss Atencio has arrived on the scene. And like, um, really, he like, um, if he wasn't there, then it's even more appearances um, but uh, for Leva. But definitely both of them have been playing so well recently. Uh, other other player news is about Jordan Morris. We have heard that Jordan Morris will be available for the game against Houston. Unclear if this means he's going to start. I don't think it's going to. I don't think he's going to well, start. Well, no, I think no way he's going to start. You know, unclear to me if he'll if he'll be in the eighteen for selection. Um, you know, if he's even traveling, that would be great news. Um, I think obviously, he's you know, love to I see him off the bench. Travel. I think he's going to travel. Um, I'd be surprised. I, uh, from what I've heard, I think he's going to travel. I think if we're winning in this game, um, I think there's a, a chance that we could see him for like five minutes. Um, uh, so moving into this game against Houston, last time the Sounders went to Houston, um, and is it is it pretty true we have not played Houston in like since 2019 maybe did we did they actually i think they might have came to seattle last year but the last time we went we tried to go to houston um we didn't end up playing soccer because the league shut down currently houston is in 12th place right now at a 13th the only team below them is austin they are playing terribly they are uh 5 12 and 12 uh, uh at home they haven't been at, at home. They haven't been good. They are all, all their wins have been at home. Um, uh, on the road, they've just been atrocious. Oh, zero, nine, and six. Um, so definitely, that's a little scary that they've been that they've been better at home, but uh, still not very good. Five, three, and six. Um, thoughts uh, on Houston going into this game, and what is your score prediction? Yeah, I mean, again, you know, you have to you have to not um, 
look past them. You know, the next game with Colorado will be a big one at the top of the table. Um, I think, you know, the Sounders will will uh, come into this and, and play well. You know, Houston is a tough place to play, but I, I'll predict a 2-0 win uh, with a goal for Bruin and one for Benize, let's say. Um, okay, uh, I'm going to say uh, for this game... Uh, I'm going to I'm going to say one zero, uh, Sounders, uh, and uh, uh, I'm going to say uh, Christian Rodon scores again. Obviously, um, uh, uh, if if he's available, um, then he could make it uh, five games in a row that he was there for um, because uh, last four games that he has been on the field, he has scored. Um, so see if he can continue that. Um, yeah, that is my prediction. One zero Chris Rodon gets the goal. Uh, looking at the standings right now, do you think the Sounders any chance? Is there any chance the Sounders right now? They've, they have one game in hand on new England and they are eight points below new England. Is there any chance we win the supporters shield? Uh, we or we could we could do that. Do you see? Well, it's all about New England's schedule, you know. And I, I, you know, to the extent that New England is just going to keep playing Eastern Conference teams, um, you know, it's hard to it's hard to think that they're going to fail to get, you know, seven or eight points out of the remaining fifteen that they have, which is all they need to to lock up a win. So, you know, if the rest of the if, if the the schedule is a little harsher on them. Um, some chance, you know, but it's really out of the Sounders' control. Yeah, and the the Sounders for the end of the season, it's not the, it is not like an easy schedule for us. Um, after we play, after we play Houston, we have we have to go to Colorado um, again. We got to play KC. We play, we have to play both LA teams, and then we go, and then we end at Vancouver um, to wrap up the season. So. Um, we got a bunch of good matches um, coming up uh, for for the Sounders. Um, uh, obviously, we're about to see Colorado. Um, uh, since uh, I, we probably won't be back for the game uh, against Colorado in Colorado, since that game is uh, next Wednesday. Um, do you have a score prediction for that game? Um, since we just uh, – with us just playing them, hopefully we'll have everyone back from international break. Um, what's the score prediction for that game? Um, I'll go two-one for that game. You know, again, I Colorado, um, I think will be will be trying to be better defensively after giving up the three goals to us, but uh, I think we'll still pull it out. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna do it again. I'm gonna say five-zero. Um, clearly, I was wrong about it uh, uh, before. Um, five zero for the Sounders um, is my prediction. Um, uh, let's see it happen. Uh, let's prove me uh, right. One of these sounds times. good. I like the way you think. Let's see. New who get his first goal. New comes back. Um, Atsui. No, no. New who don't score your first goal in Colorado. That that's got to be in front of the home fans. Um, we got to see him get crazy, um, crazy uh, in front of uh, the ACS. Uh, we uh, hopefully um, at least uh, okay so moving on so international break uh, 
it, international break, the U.S. winning two games um, out of winning two games out of the three, losing to Panama on the anniversary of failing to uh, advance to the World Cup. Um, see, in the first game, um, it was the Ricardo Pepe show. Um, they get a good result. Um, they get a good result, win 2-0, then they go to Panama. Thoughts on the game against Panama? A lot of changes you know, for no yeah, reason. Yeah, a lot of changes, I mean, but the U.S. just looked pretty sluggish. And you never know, you know, these CONCACAF away games, the fields are often not in the greatest condition. Uh, but just, yeah, just didn't, you know, didn't get going at full speed, didn't look like they were creating a lot of attacking danger. You know, with us, we're always waiting to see what happens when Roldan and Yedlin come in. But even that, again, that's the problem. You know, They're not on soon enough. Um, obviously, but even them, when they came on, they did. Yeah, you know, didn't create did a, not enough precision, well. not enough, uh, not enough energy from the team. Lot um, obviously, it's, obviously, it's Concacaf, and these, and um, there's always a lot of shenanigans with the fans, uh, but not enough stoppage time. Obviously. We've seen with the Mexican fans when they when they do the they do the homophobic chant. Um, there hasn't been much um, there haven't been much to sanction the Mexican fans, um, but they have. But they did announce. But two of Mexican uh, of the Mexican games were played behind two closed door, doors. In this game, at the end of them, there were lots of fans running on the field somehow, um, which is still crazy when the stadium has like has like giant fences around the field um, and then also at one point there were like three balls on the field um that was a little crazy we, when the, when, do when, we get the, to the, yeah. when do we get to the point where they are playing behind closed doors this is so that is um that is dumb i that is just unacceptable um unacceptable refereeing also to blow this game at seven minutes um when there was lots of stoppages um, again, also lots of flopping, lots of getting the stretcher out. Just, just bad from Cocky Gaff. Um, uh, unfortunate. Do better, Cocky Gaff. Do better. Um, I mean, this is the. I mean, like, this is the stadium. We go back. We go back again four years ago. Panama advanced to the World Cup on a goal that did not even go in the net. It hit the outside side netting. But there was no VAR, so the ghost stands. Um, so bad. There's a uh, I don't know. Bad. It's a it's a bad stadium. It's a it's a bad stadium, and um, and 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 fortunate. Uh, thank God the U.S. Um, uh, got got uh, three points when they came back to play. Costa Rica. This was Costa Rica's first. Um, this was uh, the U.S.'s first win against Costa Rica in World Cup qualifying since 2013, when they played in Colorado in what has been called the Snow Classico, um, which was played in the middle of a blizzard. Um, Serginho uh, Dest scores an absolute worldie. This was an amazing goal. Do you have any thoughts on that first goal? Um, but then U.S. ends up winning this game um, from an own goal. I mean, they all count the same. Definitely nerve-wracking. 
Uh, any thoughts on that on that second goal, Sam? As uh, right, I mean, you know, strike was obviously uh, great. Finish in second place. I mean, the other one, you know, calling it an own goal is harsh on the keeper. You know, a good shot, you know, right yeah, at the post right. takes an unlucky bounce in off the keeper and trickles in. Um, I don't think it was but, called an own goal off the keeper. I think it was called off. A, I, I think it was. I mean, like. I don't think it was I thought it was the keeper in the oh. in the in the eventual bounce um oh, okay. you know because it was coming off the post and if the keeper hadn't been there would have you know would have come back yeah. on the field of play but again uh, I thought know, it was uh, a defender that was listed um Kieran yeah. Navis Kieran, uh, I mean this first goal like I don't think any keeper saving it I mean Kieran right Navis, so again remember, I don't, so I don't actually know why Navis came off for the second half they had a different a different keeper oh um, that's why that's I don't know why if that was is. about injury that's why it is um, Kendra Navas, um, he's, I mean, he's the best player in all of CONCACAF. Um, there's no doubt about that. And no keeper is saving that. No keeper is saving it. The placement is so, so good. Um, and that was the first goal Dest has ever scored with his left foot. Um, and that was amazing. I mean, Costa Rica failed to, to close him down um, for good reason. They might have done their homework and saw that he never scored with his left foot. Um, and he does that. Um, I think you tip your, your, uh, you tip your cap to, to him on that. Cause that was an amazing finish. So now the U S have played, uh, every team except for, uh, Mexico. They're in second place. Um, final thoughts. Like how are you feeling about where they stand? Obviously, lucky to get the win against Costa Rica. Right. I mean, we're getting, you know, six points place. out of nine, you know, isn't what we wanted. Um, you know, being in second place is, is good enough. The big game against Mexico coming up, you know, it'd be nice to, to be contending for, for first place here, but yeah, the U S needs to play better. And, you know, from my point of view, you know, I'd love to see if the answer is, you know, getting rolled on in earlier in the game and letting him, you know, do 90 minutes of running. Um, but, you know, overall, we're just sort of not looking like we're going to get, you know, we're looking like we're going to creep through qualifying, but we're not looking like we're going to, we're showing that this U.S. team can, can make a deep run. Um, obviously, as a Chelsea fan, I'd love to see Pulisic back healthy and see what he can do for the U.S. Um, maybe he'll be available for that Mexico game. Um, anyway, interesting times ahead. My so, final thought. a long way to go. My final thought for the national team right now is the average age of this game was for the U S was, I think 22 was 22. Right, that was amazing. For, the idea that the, the, the oldest U S player was younger than the youngest Costa Rica player. Um, the average age that, for Costa the, Rica, 27, um, I believe, um, was, was that, um, so no, I believe they talking, said 31 and there literally was every, okay, every Costa Rican they, player was older than Matt Turner, who was the oldest, uh, I think US the youngest, player. I think the youngest was 27 and I don't think it was Matt Turner. It was, uh, Stefan for this game. Stefan was the, the okay. keeper for the US. But anyway, the keep us keeper was the oldest us player yeah, and was think, younger than literally every player on the, yeah. on Costa Rica, who apparently has some young players that they should get in somehow. Um, but, but the, anyway, but the we'll point, look to see what happens. But but the point the point that I was making there is that we're excited about the young we are excited about the young the young players um, but uh, the fact they were struggling to grind out a result against uh, an old team um, 
is frightening. So they got to do better. Um, and at the moment, they're lucking out in uh, in um, in uh, in second place. Final final thing, uh, but because I know I know uh, we're running a little long, and I know we gotta go. I have to bring up RSL has an, has a player on their second division team right now who is 13 years old. He can only just recently have a Facebook page. Should this player be allowed to be playing in the second uh, division? I don't know very much about that situation. You know, I, I hope that he's also still going to middle school and, you know, getting an education. Um, you know, again, the world of professional sports is what it is. Um, yeah, what can you say? So you hear it here first, kids, please, kids, stay in school. Um, At least finish eighth grade before you... But, but, but when you're not in school, uh, uh, in your free time, make sure you keep your... Scarves up. <laughs>